won't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. We've got a cracking show tonight. Um, in fact, it's turbo time tonight. We're going for the ultra quick show. And the only thing quicker than tonight's show was my competitiveness in Supercoach this season in the overall standings. The Terrace Crew have dropped to their one of their lowest ever ranks in 21,000s and uh, dropping faster than a stone. Uh, Toby Couchman made his way into the Terrace Crew this week for a 14 and looking like a, an immediate nuff out at very at very best. Joining me tonight are a couple of super coaches who are going much, much better, ranked higher, ranked, ranked we got one in the top 1,000 and one in the top 5,000. Uh, it's coach of C-Max Shark Attack, my first guest, ranked in the 500s. Chris, Chris, welcome to the pod pod. Thanks, Matt. Thanks very much for having me. It was a tough week. Not just not just for my team, but for all. Like a decent score on the weekend was probably just over a thousand. We haven't seen that for a while, so it was tough going on the weekend. Yeah, it was pretty grim viewing watching on. I didn't actually get to watch much footy on the weekend. Um, family commitments, but yeah, my score just didn't seem to be going up as quickly as uh, as I remember. Supercoach score was going up, so yeah, not much fun at all. Uh, our second guest, all the way from London. Um, uh, it's good to see him again. I've been on the pod for a few weeks, so I haven't haven't seen much of the this bloke. Uh, but he's the master strategist here on the pod pod. It's second play, our uh, third place, twenty fourteen overall finisher, coach of the Casabonitas, Danny Boy Ricks. Danny, welcome back to the pod pod. Yeah, g'day, Matt. I can I can hear the uh, the deflation in your voice at the moment. It's uh, I'm really feeling for you. You're not not having the best of years, and. Uh, yeah, a few other commitments, can't get on the pod, can't get excited. You know, it's it's been tough. But, yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm on the upper trajectory. I'm uh, very happy with my team, how it's going. A uh, few things I'm not happy about with some injuries this week uh, we'll talk about. Uh, but, yeah, looking looking forward to this. Uh, I guess we're close to the bye period now, four or five rounds out. So, yeah, things are getting interesting. Plenty to strategize about. It, you're, you mentioned it was my first week back. I've had three weeks off the pod, which is my longest in away ever. Got to give a big shout out to Jono uh, for stepping into the pod. Felt like I copped a bit of crap while I'm away. And I think we do need to address the Scandy situation from a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy the fact that I'm living rent-free in that bloke's head, though, after all these years. So, um, G'day, Scandy. Good to hear your voice on the pod and congratulations on your um, – on your overall round win a few weeks back in the and the 2K and lifetime supply of KFC or whatever it was. Well done. Um, Dan, let's kick through quickly to Queenstown. What's the update there? I've got no idea what's going on. All I know is I, I presume we're going terrible. Yeah, we're struggling a little bit. Uh, we've, I, I think we're, we've, made, we've clawed back a little bit on the weekend. Uh, Chris and Jono still absolutely killing it out in front. Uh, they're about 300, 200 in front of uh, Tubes and the Podfather. Podfather had another good week. I uh, really like his team. He's been he's been ahead of the curve this year, which has been nice to see. So, gonna have to start asking him for advice. And uh, oh, I've, yeah, been, well, I've, been sta- I've been staying with him. I've been staying. I'm at his house yeah. right now, and I've been yeah. copping it. Like the advice is just. He used to come to me so for advice asking, every week. Now you're not now asking I'm for it. it on the, I'm just copping drive bys on the way past. What's going on with the trades this week? <laughs> 
good. Uh, good. Yeah, so we're about 300 back. Uh, Chris and Jono commanding lead, uh, mainly due to Chris. He's had a good season. Hopefully a uh, couple of quiet weeks for C-Mac and he can, uh, he can bounce back this week. Absolutely. I'm sure he will. Um, we're all cheering for him up there in the top 1,000. Um, let's get straight into it tonight. As I said, we've got, a, we've got a real sharp, short, sharp pod tonight, so I want to get through it relatively quickly. Let's get into hookers to kick us off. And uh, just going through the, the pre-production tonight, there's a lot of hookers to talk about. There's a few that have kind of come in to take on Harry as uh, taking on the mantle of the top hooking option for the season. So, Chris, I'll let you start. Who do you want to have a chat about at hooker to begin? Well, let's fly off with my boy, Blakey Braley. He was um, he was fantastic on the weekend, had a great game. Uh, he's only got 1.5% uh, ownership, so that's real ownership. The Sharks' draw is quite nice for the minute. Uh, he's going to play the 80 every week. Um, you know, inflated on the weekend with a try, but, um, you know, he's averaging a 58. He's priced at 546. Uh, I wouldn't be getting Blake, but I couldn't talk anyone out of it. Yeah, he turned up. Not an option, though. 30 the week before, not for me. It depends on it depends on what your situation is. If you if you're strapped for cash and you um, you're looking for a little bit of a a downgrade from Harry, I, w- I personally wouldn't be doing it. But if you want to free up 150 to 200k, you can go down to it. And if you're looking at someone who's not playing that round 13 buy, you've got to look at your other positions. So it, it really comes down to individual team. Uh, I think you got to try and a try assist on the weekend. He flew through that. Yeah. Flat ball to Nakora, yeah, if I remember. Nicora, so, yeah, uh, yeah it's he's going to need uh, one to two attacking sacks each week. It's very hard to get him off Nico, as we know. So, yeah, not not for me, but not a bad one if you want to free up some cash if it gives you some strength elsewhere. Speaking of uh, Nicora, I saw him the other day down at the Tarrant Point Bowling Club, and uh, he's a very un- unassuming type of character, just playing with his kid, and but he's a big boy when you yeah. look at him up close. Um, oh yeah, I mean, very lean, good this year. Very, very lean, yeah. but very big. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does look good. He's looking looking good for real life and doing very well in Supercoach, incidentally. Uh, Harry Harry Grant, Dan. Um, now I've heard a lot of chatter, and, and we've got a question on him later. But um, there's been a lot of chat about people looking maybe to to downgrade Harry um, through the origin period. They obviously have the buy in round nine and then he won't play round 13 because of origin um, and the Storm have a buy as well. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you think it's a bit team dependent or is it? would you advise against doing it all together um, this week? It's it's a tough one. I think if you what's, – what's his price, current price? Under 700K, six nine. Just under 700, yep. Ooh, as I don't see any value at all in dropping him uh, this this week. Uh, he's got a high break even again. Again, assuming that 119, I mean, he can hit it uh, or if he gets 100, you're going to feel bad um, dropping him this week. If you were going to drop him last week or the week before was definitely the time, but it was again, it was a tough one to do. I would be holding, and I personally just want to just want to leave him there, hoping to get enough cash at some stage to upgrade Sonny Luke to a second uh, good hooker. Hopefully, that covers the buys. I've been looking uh, ahead to that, and Reese Robson covers yep. round thirteen and round sixteen. Uh, and he's coming down in price nicely, so I think he'll he'll bounce back when the Cowboys start going a little bit better. So if you're running, I think Harry Grant can stay there for now and try to just work towards getting the cash to get a second good hooker. 
I've got um, Harry Grant and Sonny Luke, and I saw Sonny Luke knocked out a 21 on the weekend in about 35 minutes. So I'm going to hold Harry this week. But there's a, there's a, if I can't upgrade Sonny Luke next week, then there is a chance I'll sell Harry, I think, even if it's not for value, just because I'm going to need a hooker over that period and I can't rely on Sonny Luke. Well, um, well, maybe not. Maybe not. You've got to... You can't rely on Sonny Luke, but if he has a couple more games, he's going to go up a little bit in cash. No, I and know. the loop has been on this year a little bit, right? So looking at round nine, uh, there's a, there's a couple of options for a loop. Uh, so if you can right. kind of figure out your trades, where if you're going to loop anyway, you can put Harry Grant as that as that hooker, uh, mm. and then you take a Sonny Luke score if he goes bad anyway. So I, I would look at that. Look at your loop option for round nine. Uh, and then look Ooh, I at like all, the sound of that. Yeah, look at your loop option for round nine, and then if that goes bad, if your VC goes terrible, you can then look at uh, Plan B in terms of possibly trading Luke, um, Luke or Harry that week. Chris, you know who I'm throwing to you with now? He's the 2015 North Queensland Cowboys Premiership hooker. No, He's the Winham 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 Manly Seagulls Premiership winning fullback. Now he's reinvented at lock forward for the North Queensland Cowboys in 2023. It's your favourite and mine, Jakey Granville, 252k. Look, this is an interesting chat. Like um, John, I put him put him put him up earlier on our um, on our group chat. Um, not in the my wildest dreams would I have thought he would have been even semi relevant to chat about in Supercoach. But given the way, you know, we started at front row last week. They've got all sorts of issues through that middle in terms of players being injured. I see him playing upwards of 40 minutes and at his price, he, he you know, he could be he could be an option there at hooker, which is just absolutely crazy to say. Um, especially like you've said, Matt, if you're struggling with that Sony Luke issue, you don't have the cash to go elsewhere or up to anyone decent, he might just punch out, you know, a 40 or 50 for you for a couple of weeks there. Uh, like you said, they play thirteen. I just think hookers too important. I just think hookers too important. I just think this is a classic trap. There's too many like outcomes that just go really wrong for Jake Granville to come into your team. He got 67 minutes last week. There are a couple of injuries. Jordan McLean is back this week. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, he like the worst case is he makes some money, but like hooker. You just like I think if you stuff around at hooker, I think the only like especially if you don't if you've got Harry Grant and he's not playing next week, like you said, you've got the option maybe not to play Granville if if you'd loop it properly. But I just think it's a classic classic trap, and I'd want to see the minutes again. He's gone forty eight sixty seven last two, which is pretty good. But like end of the day, this is Jake Granville. Dan, I don't know what do you think. Yeah, it's not it's not an option if you've got Harry Grant. Um, Sonny Luke, you're not you're not going there. Uh, the only one I'd probably say there's probably some listeners out there maybe still holding on to Wade Egan. Uh, that would be the only downgrade option that frees up a lot of cash. Yep. Uh, Warriors have a tough draw for the next three. Uh, Wade Egan's not even playing this week, so and then they got the Roosters and and Panthers. Uh, I think Egan's still a good option, possibly for round thirteen. So, but I think you could probably drop him, get the cash. Maybe Granville makes a hundred k. Maybe he's never in yep. your starting seventeen. He's just sitting there trying to generate a bit of cash for you. Uh, and you don't want too much junk for round thirteen. Like you want thirteen players, but you don't want 
you don't want Couchman and Granville running out for you, being you, you, you want to rely on them as your as you go to guys. So you want to look round thirteen for more premium guys, and Granville's just he's just not a pre, he's bottom dollar. Junkie Granville. Junkie, yeah, he's very junky. <laughs> Chris, I'm Fair sorry. I've, I've really, I've really put, I've really put you away with the first two players I've thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I've really tried to be. I've really, I've, I've been really trying hard to polish a couple of turds there, and you just shut them down. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see if I can keep going for the rest of the pod. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sucker. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. The juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. Let's move on down to front row forward now. Um, there's a big bit doing at front row forward all of a sudden. Popular cheapy Dan um, Davey Mowali's busting out some scores all of a sudden, and he looks like a reasonable little uh, cheapy option at hook at front row forward, no, if you, especially no. if you've held him. No way, he's not a cheapy option. No. Huh? I mean, what, what are you going to do? Like, he's, he's not busting out 50 every week. Uh, Totola, is Totola back this week? I don't think so. Still out of the side. He, I mean, it was great to see. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an up-and-comer. He looks he looks like he had a great game. He had a great game against the Dolphins. Has struggled a little bit against bigger, more dominant packs. Uh, but I think I'm, I've got him in my side, and I'm glad he went well because he just was looking like – doing nothing in terms of cash generation, but now he's going to bump up a little bit. So uh, I wouldn't be looking to buy him though. Yeah, that was a lazy piece of hosting for me. He's obviously not a buyer. Um, He was just on the run sheet. Uh, I tried to put him into into context. Um, Chris, it was good to see Big Pangai Jr. back on the weekend. Um, He's obviously been pretty maligned throughout his Supercoach career. Uh, Is this the season for Big TPJ? Oh, look, it could be. Um, I know he's one of Dan's boys. Dan's very into, into TPJ when he's going, and I get it. Um, he's got all the player that you want out of a front row for Supercoach. He's not one of mine. Um, just, you know, indiscretions, sin bins, penalties. There's always there's always high numbers in the minus category for TPJ, so he's not one of mine. But I can understand why anyone would have a look at him. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, I think. Um, just he, he, he flatters to deceive. He's also one of Tubes' big time. Tubes will be looking at him. I've got no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, Dan, Joey Tarpany, they got the bye this week, the Raiders. He's been underwhelming to say the absolute least for owners uh, who went in and paid more dollars up front for him than you could have bought Payne Haas for. Um, I'm I'm one of them. I've been so high on Haas all season. It's um, I'm going to put out there, though, that right now is not the time to sell Joey Taps. No, like you're only looking to sell him to go up to Payne Huss and it's 130K to get there. So it's a huge swing to do that, um, depending on the team structure again. Joey Tappanay is going to be a great one for round 13 to hold on to. So I'm holding I'm holding on to him. I think he's going to bounce back. Like it's, it's yeah, it's a shame we, like we jumped on early in the season. Uh, Ricky hasn't quite given him the minutes. Uh, he's he's only played one in the last three. It's just it's just a tough time for Joey Taps, but you can just hold him there. I'm planning on just keeping him there for the season. Uh, Chris, Tohu Harris, um, break even of 87, 604K, dual second row front row. He's... Um, He's dropping in price nicely coming into the buys. Um, and I thought he, he had a try assist on the weekend. He only managed 65, but I think he'll only get better from here. 
No, I couldn't agree more. Like I think I mentioned to you, boys, um, he's probably going to be one of my trades this week. Tohu um, started the season really well, had that knee niggle, which put him out for a little bit. But, you know, he, he's, like you say, coming down in price, quality, he's um, dual, plays 13, ticking every box for me at the moment, Tohu. Dan, who you got you, who, on No, I was just going to say, who are you, who are you dropping for Tohu? Uh, it'll be one of my second rowers, meat and potatoes, Trent Liero. Been mm. trying to get rid of him for weeks, and now it's finally going to happen. And you watch, he'll cross the stripe against the Warriors, but yeah. I can't have him. Anymore. I just can't get rid of him. I'm tra- I'm, I've traded him out already this week, <laughs> but he'll, he'll, I've got no doubt he'll be in my 17 this week somehow. Yeah. I, I, I'd say there's he's a the bit cockro- of a- He's the cockroach. <laughs> As a bit of a a bit of a warning, Tohu still doesn't. I don't think he's a hundred percent with that knee. Um, right, high break even, uh, reduced output may be due to his his injury as well. Like we know, start of the season he was an eighty minute, you know, 60, 60 base plus power, which is what you're looking for. Uh, weekend had a try assist and a and a line break assist, so that's an extra twenty points. If he's if he's punching out only forty. 45 in base mm. plus power. Uh, he's not he's not moving anywhere but down in price. So I would I would give it another week if I was you. See Max, see if see if the cockroach can get over for a sneaky try. And uh, uh, I don't think he, he probably has a, a break even that's keeping keeping around the same average. So yeah, uh, yeah, I I yeah. I just I'd wait a week on Tohu. There's no rush for him. What what about for and, me though, Dan? So I've I, it's not in my trade at the moment, but I am consider I've got Stefano filling in for Joey Taps. And I actually wouldn't mind getting rid of Stefano for someone like a Tohu as an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean not getting like a Garrick. Do you think it's better just to plug in Stefano for the week and and yep. hope hope and pray? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would plug and plug and play Stefano for that. Um, you're probably banking on no attacking stats for Tohu when he drops a little bit more. Uh, and then you know I'm I'm in my situation. Say there's probably some people in the same boat. Uh, Gilbert, Welsh, Tapanay, they've got to get other guys that can cover. Uh, I don't see Tohu as a big attacking threat. And particularly yep. when they've got Storm into Roosters, into Panthers, uh, yeah, it's just you're just hoping that he bases massive. And I think if he's got an injury and he's just not as mobile around the park and he just can't do as much, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see any danger in not picking him up. It's good chat. I like that. Uh, the final one in front row I just want to touch on, he's also a second row, so let's segue it with the dual position, is Ming. The return of Ming to the podcast. Um, he's doing good things, Ming, Chris. Mm. He's flying. Um, Max know. King, for, Max yeah, King, yeah. just a shout out to you out there. This is, that, that's for Dicko because he's always telling me we need to say their full names. <laughs> Max King from the Bulldogs, front row forward. And second row forward. <laughs> yeah, no, Max King flying. Punched out another eighty points on the weekend. He's um, he's he's like he's averaging sixty five. I think. Like he, he honestly, he's got under ten percent ownership. He's uh, everything about Max King. Saying pick me, pick me, pick me. Um, I can't do it. Um, I don't know why I can't do it. Um, because you know what I'm what I'm saying is good. I just I don't know. It's just he's priced at his he's priced just about at his top. Like you're eking out little pieces but, of value. Um, but you're always going to get probably, you know, his his floor is probably 50, 55 at like yep. if he gets those minutes. So it's it's a pretty safe option up front. Um, but yeah, it'd be hard. I wouldn't I wouldn't play him in my second row, um, but I it's could definitely. Jewel, like, yeah, 
yeah, I, I would definitely play him in my front row and with that option to move things around if need be. I, yeah, look, Max King's a pretty decent option. It's just the no round 13, Dan. Uh, yeah, I think you can carry a few Bulldogs though. I think that's a good – because people right. will be looking to get Bulldogs for round 16, round 19. I think they'd play both. But, yeah, yeah it's just – just his price is just – too high for me. He's going to get some good scores. He's, he's, he was inflated on the weekend, his minutes. He's not playing 72 minutes every week. Uh, I think with Bulldogs having a couple of injuries there. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he was one of Scandies, actually. He, he propped him up a few weeks back, Matty. So, uh, yeah, good work, Scandy. Yeah, did, did well on that one. So, I, I think he's a definite option for a, a third front row forward for the year. Like, if you're playing two premiums yep. in Harris, Haas, Tapanay, and then you've got Max King sitting there off the bench. It'll be great. Especially with that swing rotation between front row, second row. Could be yeah. very useful across buys. For sure. Um, all right. Let's move on now to second row forward, uh, which is pretty crammed, but there's some real uh, there's real, some real cream rising to the top in the second row forward and none more so than Big David for feeder. Um, now, Big David, everyone moaned that he didn't do enough work and – didn't bring the ball out of his own end and he was just wanted to hog the ball near the line. But I loved that David Fafita. So all these people have got their wish and now all he does is do base. So I, for one, am happy enough as an owner with his scores, but I'm a bit annoyed, Chris, that he's not really getting those attacking stats like he used to and he's not really looking the same Fafita from an attacking standpoint. No, no, I can see, I can see what you're saying. That Those attacking stats, while they're there occasionally um, and they continue to be there occasionally, He's not that uh, impact player, I suppose, that he has been previously. But I watched I watched that game on the weekend, and he, he, he'd still be like, I'm not an owner, unfortunately, but he'd still be great fun to own, David Fafita. Uh, he's just one of those players that gets you out of the, out of your seat. There's always a bit going on around him. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I I got rid of him. Wish I actually wish I owned. Um, I sort of mucked around with trying to get him back this week, but I, I just can't do it. It'll break up the team too much, but. You know, I I think he's probably by the end of the year he'll be in the top. He'll be in your, you know, he should be in your team. Yeah, I think he's. I think that he's top three for sure. Back rowers for the year. Uh, he's seven twenty nine k now, so he's not cheap. Uh, Dan, the other the other bloke who's standing up and is a real option, even though he's pricey as well, but looking like he's got the role is Ryan Madison seven hundred nine k. Um, he's averaging seventy six point three since he's come back. Uh. How do you feel about Maddo heading towards uh, the round 13, 16, and 19 for the Eels? Yeah, he's definitely a premium option you want. Uh, I um, I mean, I think he's a bit undervalued at, at his price at the moment, the way he's looking in that role. I like him on the edge as well, set, setting up a couple of tries. Uh, yeah, I think he's a great buy this week if, you, if it fits your team structure. Probably the one thing you'd say about uh, getting too many Parramatta, Newcastle, Manly players. You've got to look at how many you've got because round 14 is looking very tough. Uh, there's a lot of premium guys in those sides that you want for round 13, but you just can't carry them all. So if you're looking at having Dylan Brown, Madison, Turbo, Garrick, Marju, Miller, like imagine carrying those six on on the bench for round 14. Like So you've got to, you've got to kind of pick your premiums from those sides. Yep. Yep, so you can really only look at doing two to three max from those teams, can't you? Mm, yeah, like two in each team, you mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. you probably only want about 
four of the premium guys from those sides coming into round 13 or potentially a bit more, but you're looking, you know, you're probably going to have to trade a couple of them out the next week. Yeah, interesting. The buys are really tricky this year and we actually should do a special on um, uh, the buy planning because it's it's a bit funkier than previous years and, yeah, there's some really tricky rounds in there. Uh, Chris, the Dragons are an interesting team in the back row um, all of a sudden. Uh, spoke about um, the couch potato, Toby Couchman, there for his 14 the other day. Uh, wouldn't be recommending him to anyone. Uh, but a couple of the other guys, Jack Bird um, and... Jack DeBellin, both sort of popping up on the radar this week. DeBellin's first 80-minute game since he's come back from injury. Yeah. Um, Jack DeBellin, look, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't looked at Jack DeBellin too uh, too well this week, I must I must be honest. Um, more on Jack Bird. I, I, I think Jack Bird's an option. Uh, he's got dual status. He's averaging 60. It was inflated by a few... Um, attacking stats along the way, but he's punching. He's punching out that score pretty regularly. He had that one game where he was benched by Hook, um, where where he was below par. But apart from that, Jack Bird's been really good this year. He looks fit. He's firing. I, I nearly brought him in last week. Didn't Jono? Jono called me out on it. And said, "I bet you won't do it." I didn't. Um, I'm thinking about doing it again this week. And probably won't again. But um, I I think he's a genuine option. Um, yeah, I don't I, honestly, Matt. I couldn't. I couldn't talk to JDB. Just just haven't done any research on him. Yeah, well, he played 80 minutes last week um, in his third game. He dropped 41,000. He's down to 531K. Um, I'd be keen to see his role go one more week just to see if that 80-minute role is locked in. And, yeah, I mean, they play round 13. He's sort of that sort of second-tier sort of level of premium that he's never really done it, but he's he has been a good, consistent player for quite a number of years, uh, notwithstanding everything else. Um, so yeah, I know John, I was keen, but I'm, I'm probably, I just can't really get around him just yet. I want to see it again, uh, for 80 minutes. So, uh, Dan last week, um, these guys who are very popular in a lot of teams, Zach Hosking, Jermaine Hopgood, um, and Jacob Preston, uh, let's like kind of group them together for a second. Hopgood caught many, Brad Arthur put a lot of super coaches away by starting him, Put me away. I would have held him and probably traded Preston if I could have. Uh, he's been named on the bench this week. Um, I'll start with him. Uh, do you think he's a sell still, or you, we may as well just hold him now through to thirteen? I think you just got to hold him. Maybe, maybe you could upgrade him to Maddo, which with a bit more security on what it's going to do, a bit more attacking upside. But uh, I think he's just a hold. Same with Preston and Hosking. You can you can hold them through. I would probably only be dropping them for. A pre a going up to a premium of a David Fafita, Madison, uh, something like that. Yep, yep, that makes sense. All right, let's uh, let's find let's finish off for a bit of a fallen gun who's kind of might make his way on the onto the radar as he drops in a bit of price. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Has anyone got any saying to say about him? I just saw his price and um, just looking at the stats, like. You wouldn't have expected it, but he's the he's the highest uh, highest on the base plus power stats for second row forward, IPAP, and he's had a very quiet year so far. Uh, so I think you just got to have him in the back of your mind. It's hard because Tigers aren't great for the round 13 buy. Uh, if Tigers start to show any form, I'll be definitely looking at picking him up under 700K. Uh, so he's got another high break even this week at 690. 
Uh, it is sometimes about Supercoach getting ahead of the curb and trying to pick up pick up guys that are, are not on the radar, and I think he's certainly one to look at. Yeah, that's interesting because they don't play round 13, but they do play all the other major buy rounds uh, after that, uh, including 15, 16, and 18, 19. They missed 17, but um, – like that's that's that'll be fine to hold through that period. Uh, yeah, he could be six hundred and fifty k or six hundred and twenty k even. Yeah, and I think he's an end game second row forward. Like you want him want him there at the end. I think in your rotation, if not in your top three, at least in your in your first off the bench or first second off the bench. So you pick him up yep. early to discount a price. If he never gets under six hundred fifty seven hundred k, then and you know he's, he's he can easily punch out a hundred with a try. So you know it's yep. just Tigers have to go a bit better. Halfback, uh, most teams are set up now with Nico and Cleary. Uh, Chris, uh, is it too? Is this the week that you kind of got to jump on Hines if you want to get him? He's not 180K. Uh, I know there'll be a few Sammy Walker owners who are look, looking for somewhere to go. Yeah, look, you just, you've just got to get him. you you got to beg, borrow, steal, do what you have to do, get him in there. Watching watching him play as a non-owner would just be a nightmare and I, I don't know how anyone would do it. Uh, after week one, yeah, it was just got to get him in, find a way. Dan, um, like I said, not a lot to talk about at halfback, but uh, Sean Johnson owners um, are probably going to be facing some tough decisions pretty soon given his form, uh, but also given that, that means they don't have one of Cleary or Hines and are probably going to have to look to maybe get one of those guys in at some point. Yeah, again, we've touched on Warriors, got the next three is very tough. I mean, it's been great to see SJ go so well. It's been really good. Great throwback for years past. I think he was a gun in 2014 as well, which is uh, he's definitely in my side at some stage. But I think you've got to sell him this week. 250K to go up to Hines. Uh You've you've just got to do it, even though SJ might be okay for the buy. I I can't see any other way. He's 738k. I can't remember if it was on the pod or off it, but I just remember I laughed at the suggestion of SJ this season. It's incredible what he's done to come back and yeah, I I would have said of all players to get to 700 that SJ would not have been on the radar whatsoever. So good work for him. Um, Mitchie Moses put a couple of good scores back to back, but probably zero rush to get him in. Uh, he'll, he'll be one for the buyers potentially um, if you get any injuries. Okay, five eight. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, I want to talk about the three big guns here: Brown, Munster, and Cody Walker. Uh, which of these boys do you own, and uh, are there any of them on your radar for the purchase this week? Yeah, um, I'm a Dylan Brown owner, and he's been somewhat underwhelming, probably compared to uh, his counterparts there. Um, Munster's – well, Munster was pretty underwhelming on the weekend, but Cody Walker's on fire. Um, although I think the Rabbits' draw is starting to toughen right up. Look, at the moment, I'm just going to sit with Dylan Brown, and I think I've got iCat just there. Uh, he's just a slow yep. little burn, just bubbling away. I'm in no, uh, no rush to make any plays at 5'8 at the moment. But Cody Walker's Yeah, I've, I've, I've committed – I've committed to Dylan Brown as well. Uh, well done to Cody Walker purchases from two weeks ago, um, and and well done to an extent to ones who bought him last week. Even though I don't think that was necessarily the the right play, but they've been rewarded. Uh, their draw really stiffens up now. Uh, and Dan, I know you're looking to actually potentially flip Cody out. Yeah, not this week. 
uh, low break even. He's still going to make it, make some money. Uh, yep. Potentially over eight hundred k. Like so much cash for Cody Walker. Like I, I mean, unless he gets one hundred and twenty this week, even if he gets a solid sixty to seventy, the flip is the flip is definitely on. I don't, I, I was debating whether I want to bring this up because I'm trying to save it for myself, but. Uh, if you flip <laughs> Cody Walker to Dylan Brown and make what is potentially 150k, uh, that's glorious. I think you know, and I'm potentially looking at flipping Cody back in after getting him out next week after two two rounds because if he goes if he goes terrible this week, say he gets a 30 or 40, he's going to be in my side regardless. Take the hit, but he's potentially dropping 100k plus in two rounds again. You got to look at the teams, and I'm pretty well set up. Otherwise, I don't need to really shift anyone out. So, if you can get Dylan Brown next week for Cody, make 100, 150k. Dylan Brown has a good couple of games. Cody has a few average games with a tough draw. Flip Cody back in for round eleven, where it just is a beautiful draw for Souths. Plays the buy. Uh, you know, then you're running Cody and Dylan Brown for that first buy. That's that's my plan because I I think it's going to be hard to get someone like a Katoa up to Dylan Brown. Uh, whereas if you flip him for Cody, you can then spend the cash elsewhere. If you've got a Schuster there, you can then flip a second row forward back for Cody. There's a lot of options, and it just allows you to play around with your team a lot. So hopefully, I've caught, talked a few people and do it, or maybe hopefully not. Don't do it. What? A- <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You weren't going to bring it up on the pod pod because you're worried about all our listeners stealing your idea. Like, <laughs> I know we're not. I know, like we're not the SC playbook, but we got a few listeners. I was, um, just, you know, I was just hyping up the segment. I this was my segment tonight. Flipping, flipping Cody. You know, trying to, trying to, trying to sound ahead of the curve. What about Munster Dan? Well, I've got you there. Uh, is it too late for him now? Yeah, yeah. It was too late last week. I think I, I said don't buy him, uh, but yeah, it's it, one bad score and everyone wants to get rid of him. But yeah, definitely not an option now. Uh, round nine, round thirteen, buy coming into Origin. I mean, you know, he could he could still go well, and if you've got him, keep him for sure. Uh, but yeah, not a not an option to buy. Yeah, I think Burton is probably like the only other option there, but it's not much fun. Like. He's got his floor is just too low. Um, Josh Schuster is someone who I'll probably pick up this week, but probably at second row forward. Um, he's fine. I think ICAT to Schuster is a fine move, uh, even though ICAT's going to fill out a spot in round 13, but he's pretty junky. Um, yeah, there's just not much doing in that position. So Dan's, Dan's advice on the Walker-Brown flip, or if you've got Brown already, I think you're pretty well set there. And I'm with you, Chris. I thought Brown has been very underwhelming and, yeah, a bit symptomatic of my season, unfortunately. So, anyway, we uh, we push on. Send him off! Send the dressing gates off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Uh, center wing this week is very interesting. Um, now, we're not going to get into too many options here, but... The two that I want to talk about, Chris, straight off the bat, are the premium options. Ruben Garrick uh, at Manly. I think he's got 127 BE this week. He's 701K. He's coming back from a, of a five two weeks ago where he was concussed out of Penrith. They have the Tigers this week away at Campbelltown, so a very, very juicy matchup. 
And the other one is Joey Manu, who's been named to start at 5'8", also has 100-plus BE. Um, both, uh, I think they were the two highest averaging center wings from last year, if not certainly two of the top three or four. Are they both on your radar this week? Yeah, look, uh, already owned Ruben. Um, brought him in a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago before the head knock. Um, very, very excited about him coming back against the Tigers. And I'm also excited with Ruben in that he's got that duel. So um, if I don't have a fullback playing in round 13, I can move I can move things around and get Ruben down into the fullback spot for 13. Because yeah, I think I've got Walsh and Turbo at the moment. They could both potentially be playing Origin. So that's something I'm looking at with Ruben. But um, yeah, <laughs> Manu, I was a little bit, a bit like you um, earlier today. You said you were a bit disappointed he was named at 5'8", because we were sort of chatting about him. And now everyone, everyone should be on him this week. Um, I think in the corresponding Anzac Day game last year, he went 150 plus. Um, 195. Tra- oh, it was nearly 200. There you go. So, you know, that that's a pretty fair indicator that he's he can go off in this game. Um, and Moving in closer to the ball, he's, he's, for me, he's a no-brainer trade, especially if you've, like, for me, I've got Karaz. He's injured. He's sort of topped out price-wise. I can make money on that trade. And, you know, Manu could go berserk on Anzac Day. Dan, is there a case to antipod Manu this week? Because I've got no doubt he'll be the most popular traded-in player. I'm, I'm fuming. I had, I had Manu locked in without Karaz going down. Uh, without him going to five eight, I was tr- I was going to get ahead, but now it looks like it's just going to be easy pickings. Like you can you can make money trading at Karaz uh, down to Mano this week. So uh, it's a it's a really good buy. I I couldn't talk anyone out of it. I can't. You could possibly antipod for sure. Uh, if you, I think it comes down to how much money is in your center wing. So if you've got if you've got a really strong center wing already. Uh, and you say you you don't have a great second row, something like that, then I think it's fine to anti-pot him in that sense. Generally speaking, mine is a very easy downgrade uh, from Karaz. Uh, upgrade, if you, so what I'm doing, I've got AKP, and I'm going to upgrade AKP to Manu, which works really well, uh, strengthens the center wing. If you're really uh, filled up with lots of other premium center wings, maybe I'd look to, to downgrade Karaz, uh, and look to top up your second row forwards or something like that. But, yeah, he's an easy buy this week regardless. Just while we're on Karaz, Dan, um, can you make a case to hold him? Yeah, so I'm trying to hold him actually. Uh, 650K, I, I don't think there's a huge amount of value. It's just whether you need that cash to spend elsewhere. This week, I don't. Next week, maybe not but it's a different story. So I think we'll know a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. A medial, medial ligament strain, much better than your cruciates, obviously. Uh, I've seen people bounce back relatively quickly sometimes. So it is hard. The only info we're running off is kind of Phil Gould's tweet straight after the game. They would have had to get scans to see the extent of the damage. It's hard to see how quickly his rehab's going three, four days out. So I'm going to hold him for a week. Uh, if someone becomes really juicy in, in center wing for a downgrade, um, I think the only one who's looking remotely like a downgrade at the moment is Jared Crocker, Crocker and you can hold him, hold off that trade until next week at least. 
So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be getting a Hayes Dunstar or something like that and uh, missing out on Karaz. Chris, uh, one guy who's been sneakily on the radar, we'll call him Dan's boy, Panasini, uh, bust out another big score, I think 98 on the weekend. He's now over 600K. Uh, any interest at that price? Not at the price. Look, I like his output. What he's been doing is great. And Dan's been floating him constantly for probably a month now. Um, I don't think he's got him, but he has been floating some gold there for everyone to listen to. Um, not for me at the price. I just can't justify it. Um, but, you know, I can understand why people would be looking at him. Playing playing round 13 um, and he's, you know, he's just got 98. He's, he's maybe hitting some, some fine form. You got, any, you got anything else to add about your boy there, Dan? No, just that, you know, people should have listened to me a month ago when he was 520K. Uh, maybe not even a month ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I got laughed off the pod for saying Panasini to take on uh, Marju, and he's currently outscoring him over the next, uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, look, he's he's good. 600K plus for him is tough. He's not going to get uh, double attacking stats each week. Good base, though. Uh, you know, you can do much worse. Uh, it's just the value probably that I saw in him a couple of weeks ago is now gone. Dan, last one in centre wing I just want to touch on. It's probably not really one for this week, particularly given they're playing the Panthers, but Alex Johnston is getting very, very cheap. And you mentioned before Cody Walker's run come round 11. I presume um, we're giving away all your secrets tonight, but I assume that AJ is right on your radar for round 11. Well, this this is the fun of Supercatch, I think, is just, just – uh, kind of doing your trades in advance and like just looking if it will all come together for you. It never does, but you know, you can you can just have like a three or four week trade plan. And currently my trade plan is uh round eleven, AJ and Cody in, uh potentially getting Taruva or Warbrick out and then maybe like a Cam Murray who uh might be a similar price to Cody. So and we know he's gonna be over origin and his output hasn't been there this week. So yeah, really good uh, to look at the next few rounds, and AJ's going to be a great buy in round eleven. Uh, if he's under five hundred and fifty k, uh, snap him up. They got a great run. Just that left edge going to be hopefully humming for a few rounds. Uh, the fullback picture has become pretty clear over the last couple of weeks, uh, particularly for Latrell buyers from two weeks ago and those who held Walsh at the same time. There's probably not many of them. Chris Reese Walsh is over eight hundred k now. Um, Tedesco is back this week at 600K uh, with a break even over 100. Uh, could you put anyone off going Walsh to Teddy this week with that good matchup um, that the Roosters have against the Dragons? No, I couldn't. I uh, looked at doing it myself. Um, you know, 200, 200K, that's a lot you can do with your team. And the, the Broncos draw toughens up. I, look, the Roosters, I think they play the Dragons twice in the next five weeks. Um, and Tedesco, while has been underwhelming, um, I think there have been signs that, you know, these scores are going to increase. It was, I think it must have been the game before he got the head knock. Like, um, Suwali doesn't pass to him. He could have got 120 that day on, you know, easily. So, you know, yeah. he, he's going to score well. Um, so I would not talk anyone out of going Walsh to Tedesco. Yeah, the... He's right on my radar. I'm probably just going to give it a week. I think the the Walsh matchup is pretty good this week against Parramatta. Parramatta have been pretty leaky um, 
you saw even a couple of weeks ago against the Tigers. The Tigers were able to put a pretty decent score on them. Um, I'm just going to give it one more week, just let Teddy bottom right out. Uh, Walsh has got a very manageable break even this week in the 60s, I think. So um, I looked at that as well, um, but I think that there's probably just some more pressing trades, particularly now Manu right on the horizon. That I did at one point look at getting Teddy, Manu and Garrick this week all purchases with break-evens over 100. Um, I don't know if that would be considered reckless or not, but I think uh, I don't think that's ever happened before. Well, I'm, I'm sure that that's never happened before. So a uh, pretty interesting one there for my team. Um, Dan, Turbo is captain material this week against the Tigers. He still doesn't look great, a little bit injured and affected from that pointer though. Uh, no, I think he's a, I think he's a good captain option this week. I think, um, I, that was, it was a tough game for Turbo on the weekend against Melbourne. Uh, and then the week before it was a tough game against the Panthers. So he still, he still busted out 50, uh, well, you know, 57 on the weekend. Not too bad with that try. Uh, we know he can go 200 plus. So definite captain option this week. Uh, I wouldn't be trading him to, to Teddy for sure. I, I think you just hold him at the moment. Next two rounds, really good. Similar with Trell, you'd be holding Trell now. If you've if you've had him, keep getting those price rises. He'll ripen, you know. Like even though they run into a bit of a tough draw now for the next few, uh, if you've come this far with Trell, you've got to be pretty happy and happy to hold. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding. You're holding this week, definitely. Uh, minus 15 break even. He can he can kind of go big against good teams as well. It's just whether how interested yep. he is. But as soon as he's got a really high break even, uh, I think you could probably flip him out and, and bank a fair bit of cash. So definitely hold hold trail for this week. Right, that gets us through the end of our positional analysis and it's time for the ever-popular pod of the week. Chris, going to start with you this week. Uh, actually, let's, let's, just, let's just do a quick recap on last week's pods. Jono put up Tyson Frizzell. That, that turned out pretty well. Unbelievable. Haven't seen Tyson Frizzell score for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Jono didn't bring him in though, did he? No, I don't believe no. so. That's back to back seventies though for for uh, for a frizz. So hopefully someone out there picked him up. Uh, Chris Jordan Ricky. Now I I actually I got to confess I didn't get to pod of the week. I don't think where I heard. I thought I did. I thought I knew that Jono's pod was Frizzell. That might have just been from the chat. Jordan Ricky was your pod last week. How did that turn yeah. out? <laughs> no, you got 50, 50 odd with a try. So I think it says it all. Dan. It was your pod. It's not listed on last week's run sheet. Yeah, um, just a standard pod of the week going pretty flat. Sione Katoa, 40 points, no tries. Pretty standard. Yeah, he, uh, he was cheap though. You still pick up this week. I can't, I'm not going to go my pod of the week this week, but uh, you, you, still, you still pick up at the price. Who's your pod of the week this week, Dan? Uh, pod of the week this week is uh, William Kennedy, young Will Kennedy. Uh, wow. Again, yeah, big pod. Uh, great run, the next five, I think, uh, up until the round 13 bye. The hard thing with him, though, is you can't carry – you probably can't carry him through that first bye because then they play the Broncos in the storm. But if you look to a little bit of a little bit of a flyer, maybe downgrade, downgrade um, 
Reese Walsh and make 200K uh, to use elsewhere. And if uh, Kennedy can match match Walsh over the next five, I see that as a as a pretty good pretty good option. That's a good pod, Chris. Who's your pod of the week? I'm looking forward to this one. I think. Sebo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big Mike Sebo. Um, look, I like I like Parramatta's like buy coverage. I like big Sebo. He scores tries. Um, it'd be an exciting one to have, especially when they're playing at Combank Stadium. Crowd get behind him. You can sit on the lounge there and really enjoy it. Um, they play the Knights, the Titans, the Raiders, the Cowboys, all in the next six weeks. Um, and I believe in the back of my mind, uh, he went pretty. He went pretty big against um, someone in Darwin, and it could have been the Raiders in Darwin um, at some point um, in the last couple of years as well. A couple of years ago, he definitely went big in Darwin. Um, I remember it because it personally impacted my team. He scored five tries or something, didn't he? Five five tries. You need you need Sevo to score a hat trick to go well. Hundred percent. It's it's. It, I need those attacking stats if Sevo is going to be a decent pod. But um, look, get around it. Go big Sevo. Go big Michael. Yeah, definitely get a hundred plus this week, and then you're flying. You're cheering. He's one of those guys. So yeah, he got he got 157 against the Broncos up there at TIO Stadium in Darwin two years ago with a hat trick and 80 points in tackle busts and line breaks. <laughs> um, I remember that ruined my season by not getting him. Um, anyway, um, he's one of those players, though, that you you love to own but you also hate to own because you're just sitting there watching going, is he gonna t- is he ever going to touch the ball ever again? <laughs> nah, he's as much chance of getting yeah. a 10 as he is 120. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you reckon is, what do you reckon his average base plus power is this year? Oh. What would you say? Oh. That's including offloads, tackle brace. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's had a lot of tries where he's just been untouched. So I don't think he's actually even had that many tackle breaks. I'll go his base plus power is like 23. Yeah, I couldn't agree with 23 more. Yeah, it's slightly, slightly more slightly more at 27.5. Uh, yeah. Base average at 19. Uh, I mean, you, you know what you're buying him for. You're buying him for try time. Get up, get off, off the couch and cheer. Uh, he needs about 12 tries over the next four rounds, uh, <laughs> five rounds to be a good buy. But he's, he's, he could do it. He could potentially do it. I think the only player um, more like troublesome to own, and it has been great fun last two weeks, I'm sure, Dan, but Cody Walker is that other player who like you're like, is he ever going to get involved again and do anything? Um, they can be they're hard to watch. Yeah, that was it the Dolphins game. He was he was twelve or fifteen at half time, and I'm thinking, oh, all those who bought him in must just yeah. yeah. It was the same the week before. Just yeah, just waits for a few tired bodies, and and then he loves it, loves it, loves being a flat track bully. So when they're they're rolling teams, he, he he's getting the ball. <laughs> uh, my part of the week this week is it's a bit of a risky one, um, probably without a lot of upside, but we'll we'll give it a go anyway. <laughs> What do you got to lose, lose? Uh, I thought he was named on the bench. I won't be buying him, let's, let's face it. But Josh Curran is, is back starting for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Is he starting? Oh, uh, was he? I wonder, I wonder if I'm going no good this year. Right, I scrap, scrap that. He's on the, right he's on the bench. Um, um, look, I've, that's as good as I could bring, I think. So I'd. <laughs> Oh, no, I'll go with Gutho. Let's go with Gutho, part of the week. He's been doing a sneakily good job. He's doing, doing a good job. I think he's averaging 65 through their tough run. 
he we know that he's got that good buy coverage. Um, I'm going to put that up as a better buy than Will Kennedy, Dan. All right, all right. You, you. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to support Gutho in any way playing for Parramatta. At least, I, at least I like supporting supporting Kennedy for the Sharks. But yeah, I think both both are risk definitely risky. I won't be getting either of them. Uh, it's just the cash generation you might get, and just both have pretty good draws the next next few. Uh, maybe I'll just get Gutho to try and like I'm not I I'm, I swore I wouldn't go into pod territory this year, like in terms of like trying to just risk it all with crazy pods to try and get back. But I, oh, my strategy's out the window, so who knows what I'll do. Um, let's get now to Tubes' mailbag, uh, sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock home of Keats and a lot of other fast animals. So uh, get your questions into us every week on Twitter or WhatsApp or however you can get in touch with the boys at the Pod Pod. Uh, this, week, this week's question comes from a perennial question asker on Twitter, Crookie. Uh, we love Crookie's questions on Twitter. And, Dan, I'll let you answer Tubes' mailbag question this week. Uh, Crookie asks, to sell Harry and free up cash for buy, planning, and origin, period, or should he stick solid with Harry this week with the Warriors at home and a chance to totally redeem himself? And he asked that question partially in, in gift form. So thank him very much for that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your question, Krugie, and thanks to uh, to Mailbag Bloodstock uh, doing great things. And, yeah, 2.5% of a horse. Jeez, I, w- I wish I could ask a question myself. I would, I would like to go in, in for that prize. Uh, I, I think – I think hold Harry. He can definitely redeem himself. Like thirty-one, that's as bad as you've ever seen from Harry. Like there's there's no worse worse than that. Uh, under under seven hundred k, no value in selling him. He's he's the premium hooker that you want. Other guys are just looking no good as well. So like if you had a genuine really good option to go to at, at the hooking position, maybe. But I just I just can't see anything else. Yeah, he. I would argue that whatever that thirty-five against what he against he home to the Tigers when I captained him was probably worse than the thirty-one he got on the weekend against Manly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, he hasn't been that much fun to own for me, Harry. I've, I feel like I've bought everyone at their top this year, and um, and I've been paying the price. But anyway, we'll get back. I'll get back up and about, and hopefully can get some green arrows this week. Uh, that ends us. That, that ends the pod for tonight, guys. I really appreciate. Uh, welcoming me back after a few weeks away and uh, and best of luck for the rest of the season and, and for this week particularly. Uh, thanks for joining, Chris. Thanks for having me, Matty. Don't worry, mate. You'll be going going green this week for sure. Thank you, mate. And uh, Danny boy, enjoy your week uh, and best of luck for this weekend. Thank you, Matty. Cheers. You beauty.